Now, gentlemen. The defendant is not guilty. But somebody in this courtroom is. Unmitigated temerity. Hey everybody, welcome back to the OK Gatsby Season 3, colon, To to Chill chill a Mockingbird, the movie episode. Oh yeah. Book versus movie. How many papers (laughs) did you write? I've written so many papers where the title was Lord of the Flies, book versus movie. (laughs) Like I, it was centered on the page, the title of the, of the that book. That was one of my paper. last papers in college was uh, 12 Years a Slave, Book versus Movie. It's so stupid. It's like every paper is the same. It's like, yeah, they're, the, they're, yeah, they're different art yeah. forms. <laughs> that being said, we're going to do that paper come, out loud. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> Three things that were different about the movie that in the book were the one. <laughs> I found that the book was longer and more rich. It had more rich, detailed characterization of characters. More plot <laughs> of the plot. <laughs> the more plot themes. was richer. The, themes the were characters richer. were richer. <laughs> the settings were richer. <laughs> the book was much better. The end. The book was better. Give me an A for being so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like when words on a paper don't move for star Gregory Peck. <laughs> yeah, Gregory Peck wasn't in my head before. Now he's all in my head, and I don't like it. Yeah. Oh. I like it that Gregory Peck's <laughs> Hey, Gregory, you can stay as long as you like. Oh, he's living my head rent free. <laughs> what a what a long. <laughs> Tall drink of southern tea. Yes, he Gregory. is. Gregory. Gregory Peck. Peck. His voice is so deep. I'd like to give him a Gregory Peck <laughs> on the cheek. Wouldn't we all? I'm blushing. I'm, I, I've taken out a huge fan, and I've been I'm fanning <laughs> my face because I'm about to get the vapors. Ah. You got a vapor guy now? <laughs> Can I get some vapors later? <laughs> I get them for free when I look at Gregory Peck. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they just, that's, that's what happens. All right. I do believe I'm getting the I vapors. do declare. I do declare. <laughs> Gregory <have> Peck. <laughs> do you have anything to declare? Yes. I am getting the vapors. <laughs> I do you go declare. to the border. <laughs> I, do I do declare, declare that I am smuggling drugs across <laughs> the border. <laughs> Okay. All right, man. Stop being a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, no, movies in black and white, which sucked. First of all, <laughs> yeah, get some colors. God, it's so boring. Yeah, uh, this movie, which uh, it was expounding on the how every human being is uh, not uh, black or white, was in black and white, which yeah. huge problem for me. That was a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always. Uh, I mean, the big thing is that like night scenes are like. Black and white night scenes just look like daytime scenes. Yeah, there's it's no, so weird. there's not technology to like. They haven't developed the everything is blue version of television night yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to just go by like context clues. Like, oh, there's a lot uh, of crickets and oh, everyone's yeah. asleep, and yeah. they're all scared. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, the movie we were talking about was scary. Yes, yes. That was wh- I think that was one of the chief differences. Is um. I pictured I I was ready for the courtroom scene. I was ready for the kind of folksy scout and gem stuff, but the horror aspect of it was very surprising. Yeah, they really made Bob Ewell to like a, almost a deliverance figure. 
of like this, completely yeah this drunken hillbilly that might do anything with like a darkness yes. like he had like such a darkness right away yeah very ominous like right away <coughs> they really like he's capable of violence he's yeah. a, like a weirdo like he'll just stare at you silently for a long time yeah they put he shows up earlier plot wise in the movie than in the book he he's yes. there He's there when they when they first when he's just going over to see um, Tom Robinson's wife, which also that doesn't happen in the book that yeah. early. No, all you yeah the kids never go with him to see the wife until he dies, Tom Robinson. So while they're there, Yule shows up and just is kind of being ominous. Like yeah. or he calls somebody, he calls uh, one of the Robinsons boy. He's like, "Go in and boy, get her." Yeah. No, uh, and they even have a scene I don't think it was in the book where he. Tom uh, or uh, Bob Yule literally goes to Atticus, like you're not gonna defend this guy, right? Right, right. <coughs> old pal, old buddy, old pal. Well, yeah, in, uh, yeah. That's in the that's in the courtroom when, um, so that's the so in the yeah it's the a movie. Depos- not, what's it called? Not the deposition, the uh, Inquisition. No, the indictment. Here. Indictment. He's being indicted. They're yeah, and they're choosing the jury. I think that yeah. That also the kids were were there uh, in the courtroom for that too, which helped um, to le- well let us see it happen. But uh, yeah, Bob Ewell, uh kind of gives him an ultimatum sort of thing, like, or just like very. They they really had to play up the assumption that, uh, like, hey, like you're on my side, right? Like, I'm southern, you're southern. We're white we're, men. We're, we're white men, like, yeah. And that's something where it's like, they really had to like drive that point home that they couldn't do because they didn't have the the three hours of scouts anecdotes about living in the south to really drive home. Yeah, you, the movie really loses of course all the like the many different little folk tales about the town, about Maycomb, like characterizing Maycomb and the society of Maycomb. All of that all of that gets lost basically. Yeah. So they really had to make Bob Ewell just say, "I am racist like right. you, my friend." <laughs> right. That's like kind of laid out pretty clearly. Yeah, there's no um I mean, you don't get Miss Dubose shows up for like a second, but you don't get her. Uh, you don't get her little story. No. You don't get to start with the two, the two, um, the two uh, deaf old ladies, and they move the furniture downstairs. Yeah. You don't get like Mr. Avery peeing on the plants, or you know, um, you don't get the those women's society talking about um, yeah. the poor people in Africa. All those, R- all those little vignettes. Yeah, it's uh, they really streamline the movie. <coughs> yeah. And in a way, it becomes. Uh, Atticus Finch hero's journey more than it becomes a sort of scout and gem coming of age story. Exactly, and like it's it's you it's even see the call to action that like w- they didn't show that in the book of the judge coming by being like I'm gonna give you the case if you want the case. And he says I want the case. <laughs> I'll have to take the case. Well, that's getting pretty good. If it's almost like the first thing in the morning, you can do a pretty good Gregory effect. <laughs> but like as the day goes on, it's like your your throat gets too tight. I intend to defend him to the best of my ability. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. I'll do my very best. I will use the law knowledge I have <laughs> to defend this man. Not guilty. He is not guilty, but <coughs> someone in this courtroom is. Some in this courtroom is. It's Robert Durst. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you lose. So w- yeah, um, well, let's talk about the, the narration of it, the framing of it, as the scout, or rather, uh, Atticus is the main character of the movie. Scout is the main character of the book. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, Scout's narration is maybe like three lines total that the, there's a voiceover. Yeah, where it's like, that summer, da, 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 da. It's a woman's voice. Make them the same thing happen. It's almost like very like, this is a boyhood story of a crazy summer. Like, that's like yeah. the wistfulness in her voice. It's like uh, however much narration is in Sandlot, where it's like yeah. it's at the beginning and it's at the end, but really you're just kind of watching the story. It's like the narrator kind of just sets it up as like, I'm looking back at this. Here's yes. the whole story. There I was looking back at it. Yeah, um, that's a good comparison. Thank you. Uh, so what you lose is that whole the complicated thing we were talking about, where uh, where like is adult scout narrating or is child scout narrating the whole time? That's all lost, and uh, the idea of scout growing up in the novel and Jem growing up, all those coming of age things we see for, with both of them, uh, those are both lost as well because the one crazy summer thing. Yeah, it's very much a Hollywood, like, they get to pare down the plot to its most spicy elements. Yeah. And it makes sense. That's what you'd pick. Right. Um, but, like, it's also, I kind of noticed that they, beca- I mean, part of it because it had to be so tight, like, they lost a lot of the jokes of, like, it's a funny book. It's not a funny movie. Yeah, at it's all. not at all. They, It's almost like Hollywood, especially at that time, like, dramedy didn't really exist. Right. So they could... It would like undercut what was supposed to be essentially a very serious play about racism, where it's like, no, it's kind of a tragic comedy about Southern living. Like, yeah, the uh, yeah, the, all the uh, the fun hypocrisies that were pointed out, and all like the people, who, adults acting like children, and kind of like, um, yeah, and it's just the goofiness <coughs> of being a child anywhere, and all that stuff like that. Right, the hijinks. Yeah, there's no Scout is so funny, like she's so sarcastic, yeah. and like. Yeah, they leave out like they leave in a couple lines of her being sarcastic. Like they do the one about uh, you look like a picture today, Mrs. Dubois, and then he she goes didn't say what a picture of what, and she it's didn't like say picture of what, <laughs> probably a picture of cow turd. <laughs> <laughs> Got her ass. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it is really uh it's a shame how much had to be reduced for the sake of a tight plot. Yeah, the tone um well in the horror tone is wild. I mean like uh. Uh, all yeah, the scenes that were kind of like adventurous, mm-hmm. sort of like the the nighttime foray over to the uh, Radley's place. Yeah, uh, becomes just a like just a suspenseful horror. Yes, horror and scene. I think that was a big strength of the movie is that you could really feel the impending physical danger. Yeah, where in the book it's all through a scout who doesn't quite understand what's going on. Um, and also, like, just, like, books in general. I mean, no offense to Stephen King, but it's harder to be scared of words than it is to s- be scared of, like, oh, here's a, a visual representation of all this violence. Right, and King does it very well. And uh, I, was, I was, it's, like, in the in the book, it's, like, a little bit, like, it felt cinematic at points. Um, and, and those and those high-tension moments where there's a lot happening and you don't really know what's going on, like when they're being attacked by Bob Ewell mm-hmm. under the oak tree, um in reading it, it was like more or less just confusing. I think it was just like um, a lot was going on, and it was very dark, and that was like how it was described. But uh, there's no suspense in it, really. Yeah. Besides not knowing what's happening and wanting to know what happened, <coughs> there's no suspense. But in the movie, it's like very scary, um, and there's like you can tell there's there's danger, there's real danger. The kids yeah. are being knocked down, and there's like and like the sound cues, like 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 all oh, the yeah. classic horror violin. Yeah, um, that soundtrack the, stuff. The sound cues on scary moments was huge. Like, 
Like, you literally can't do that in a book. <laughs> yeah. It'd be kind of funny if they said, play violin right now. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a violin, like, making a really high-pitched weird noise. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was a big strength of it. Of It changed the genre completely from, like, a almost like a childhood memoir and, like, a, to a, like, a small-town horror film about a the, the, the one scary drunk in town. Yeah, kind of a horror film that yeah, like it's basically like a horror film and the and Bob Ewell comes to represent the racism of the whole town. And so the racism is still the is still the monster that they're afraid of, but it's just embodied in Bob Ewell. I mean, you get the guys coming to lynch Tom Robinson, mm. but that's pretty brief. Yeah, it doesn't even I would say almost like the race it's so much on Atticus that like you don't get a feel for how the complex racism is in the town. Like, yeah. Uh like there's not the the months of Scout and I mean you missed the Nistabaugh scene of her saying all those vicious things, you see a, briefly that fight she has with Walter Cunningham, but you don't see a fight with people because uh, like you don't see the fight with uh, her cousin, you don't see any of that. Right. Where there is there's no sense of like how much Atticus is putting at stake. Yeah, I mean it's all put on Bob Ewell. Bob Ewell just becomes. And so that's to the detriment of the idea that it's a societal problem. Yes. Like Bob Ewell becomes this figure. It's like, oh, a villain did a bad thing. And, and he's a scary, scary figure. Right. He's uh, a but villain. it's like, no, it was painstakingly detailed to show you that it was a town's sin. That, like, it was a whole community coming together to let off a very racist act. Right, and it's, I mean, it serves to like you know, props to Harper Lee for like making such a complex, being such a, co- a complex tableau, like a, such a complicated idea. Yeah, a, as like this whole town is going to be kind of they kind of know Atticus is right, but they're not gonna, yeah, do anything about it. Which is like that's the com- that's like the the tension. Yeah, is that they they understand what's right and wrong, but they also understand how to maintain a status quo. Yes, there are codes, as Atticus puts it, that yeah. they have to follow. Or they will have feel the same shame that Maella did. We lose Anna Alexandra, by the way. We haven't talked yeah. about that. No, Anna Alexandra, w- who kind of stood for that kind of thing of like, well, we all believe in Maycomb. There's a certain order to things, you know, like um, yeah, had a, she had opinions about you know society. The polite fiction is that has put it. The polite fiction of uh, yeah, southern womanhood of southern womanhood. So yeah, with I mean like that that makes sense that they would cut her because. Um, she kind of stood for... doesn't add to the plot of... Right. It adds more to Scout's development and sort of the complexity of, of how Southern people view themselves. Yeah, she was like the voice of Southern society. She yes. was all about status because yeah. they had nothing... nothing but their but name. Yeah, nothing but their name. Yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, it's always tough to say because it's like, of course, like a 100,000-word uh, book can get more in-depth than what would have been a hundred page script. Right. Uh double space, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so it's tough where it's but it's it's interesting the choices they made. And it'd be interesting to see what the choices they would make if they made it now. Like because yeah. that reflects a lot of what nineteen sixty two Hollywood was interested in. And what they wanted was a, a like a handsome white savior. Uh and it'll be interesting to see what if like I feel like now today's times it would focus a lot on the Robinson family, yeah, uh, and all the women in town. Uh, or they might try. Who do you think would play Atticus Finch now? Oh, 
probably Tom Hanks. That would be a great Atticus. Yeah, you know, like a an everyman likable guy. Yeah. Um Matt Damon. Sure. Gregory Peck kills it. I mean, he like, does. He's it, it, there's a reason he's the iconic guy because Finch. Um, yeah, it's like he's the star of the movie. I mm-hmm. mean, like he has a lot of. He's like he. I mean, he has the tenderness of being the single father. Someone pointed out to me was like was like the thing they noticed in the movie more than the book was, uh, the moments that Atticus could have with his kids. I mean, they had him in the book, but like, you know, seeing him kind of like mothering the kids and like yeah. sitting right by their bed and like you know tucking them in just the kisses on the forehead exactly yeah the tender looks in the eyes it's hard to get that full effect in a book right i mean there's all the lab sitting and so you do get the idea that he that he's their dad he's their he's like their parents he's both the parents together and it's interesting because uh in the book he's such a rigid moral code person and that's kind of that it's interesting just by default when he's in the movie it is a human being you're looking at. You're like, of yeah. course this is a human being. I'm looking at him. Where in the book it's like it can come off flat because you're just describing an, a part of a human being. That's a great point. And one of the complaints that I was having while reading was like he just sounds like a walking ethics textbook. Like it's really he doesn't have a pulse. But like when you see a guy say it and you can see a flicker of uncertainty in his eyes. Yeah, you can, a, you can a lot see of the pain, pain there. Yeah, he's got empathetic pain for people. You can see him like relating. Um, it makes uh, the heroism it go down a little easier. Yeah, that this isn't easy for him. Uh, right. Yeah, they. I mean, they really played up uh, the deceased wife. Yeah, they did. It was a little more uh, uh, tugging at the heartstrings, which is like that makes sense. But I think it's also the point of like they really want to make Atticus look like the real tragic hero um that was the main focus of the movie for sure i mean if you have gregory peck you got to make him you got to use him for all you can <laughs> man yeah i'm surprised like hollywood didn't have him and aunt maudie kiss <laughs> or uh miss maudie kiss it did feel a little bit like miss maudie was a little bit closer to atticus than they were in the book yes uh she was 36 i looked it up the actress that played her uh <laughs> which is such a holly because she's supposed to be like 55 yeah in the, right <laughs> in the book yeah, it's kind of funny. Right, where in the movie you could kind of feel like they were, they could be. There was a tension there, or maybe yeah. there's just a tension between Gregory Peck and that actress. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, like speaking of casting, like Jem was perfectly cast. He's a great little boy, but also he like looks kind of like Gregory Peck. He's got a similar little squarish face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scout again, perfect. Yeah, little tomboy with like a rasp, even like a raspy voice, freckles. You know, like it just felt. Yeah. It felt like it's a kind of casting where it's like, well, now instantly upon reading the book, they're going to be the, you know, people I cast. I feel like mind. black and white movies had an infinite supply of rascals. <laughs> <laughs> they can always find a rascal. They were just like, they'd go into an alley and see a bunch of rascals and be like, hey, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, <laughs> you, know, you look like you're causing trouble. Ah, uh, we got too many scamps. We need more rascals. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, D- uh, we we laughed about Dill's casting. He was Dill's such a goofy so looking guy. funny. He's got huge ears, huge teeth. Yeah, he's got a uh, funny voice, and he and he does the one line. I'm sure you'll put it in like, with like the one line reading about when his uh, aunt surprises him. What are you doing here? <laughs> My lord, Stephanie almost gave me a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> such a strange reading. I'll drop it in right here. No, and I think I think it was. Um, oh, we didn't even really see the teacher at all. There's stuff where it's like, oh, that would have been really fun. No, to see. no school. Really, just the school is just we see we we just see Scout tackle um, Walter Cunningham. Walter Cunningham. Um, yeah, it is weird the the small things they did pick up, like her fighting with Walter Cunningham. 
But they didn't even like pay it off. Like, oh, that was the Cunningham that was like on the jury who didn't like. Not that's not even mentioned. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Cunninghams. Uh, so it begins with the Cunningham coming over, giving him the chestnuts as part of the uh, entailment. Yes. Then the Cunningham, he fights the Cunningham, and then later the Cunninghams in the uh, posse. Yeah. Trying to hang Tom Robinson. And it's like, what's the matter, Mr. Cunningham? That's that was that scene was well done. The posse trying to hang Tom Robinson. Yeah. And uh there was a lot more people than like I had pictured in the yeah. book. Yeah. And they come in like one car in the book. Yeah. Maybe two cars. One or two right? cars, yeah. yeah. Well that one it was like five cars all full and then they all got out. They all look and then the yeah, they they it's very menacing for sure. Yeah. Uh, I th- I thought it was funny that the screenplay was by a man named Horton Foot. This is very important. Yes. <laughs> His name's Horton Foot. Horton Foot. <laughs> Ugh. Horton here's a who? <laughs> Horton Foot. <laughs> My God. Uh, what else did I say? Yeah, just it's just kind of a all of it was just like oh this is like if you were gonna try and sell this book to the to the masses. I would do. I would like. It. Oh, it's a really cool legal drama, right? the The court case takes center stage, um, and then the uh, the attack, um, is kind of like the. It, it works a similar way, where it's like the court case is like, well, there it was. Um, they even have Tom Robinson die the night of the court case. Yep, that very night, trying to escape. That makes sense. Um, and then they have the attack afterward. Let's talk about the court. Let's talk about the court scene. Uh, just it's just great, like just the classic lineage of uh, killer closing arguments in movies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's probably um the aspect of the movie that is most like the book. I don't know. It feels very similar. Yeah. I mean, because we were talking about because basically the court scenes are all dialogue. We like we were we read out loud most of it. Just yeah. We were going back and forth. Right. So it was kind of like a little play that was already set up. Yes. You have all lines, and a lot of the same lines are there in the same. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Atticus takes the same all the same. You know, all the same text verbally, like even down to like the left hand, right hand. Or yeah. Like he led with his left. Atticus's speech is very similar. His closing arguments are very similar to those in the book. Um a mitigated temerity is uh, straight lifted, lifted. Uh, yeah. From there. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it's like, so yeah, male Yule kind of shocked me. Yes. Strange casting. And they gave her a strange expression the whole. Yeah. She has kind of like a blank. I mean, like a blank, weird they expression. They tried to make her look very simple. Like yeah. She's definitely like a simple country girl. Yeah. Um, and she like got really mad, kind of overacted. Yeah, like she screamed. You know, like she like yeah. uh, topped out the mics. Uh, they removed the detail of her with the flowers that she has, and like the oh a, like yeah. they didn't really paint a complex portrait of this like very key figure in the the, the court scene. The flowers, yeah. In the book, she cultivates these flowers, and it's kind of her redemption. It's kind of her like humanity. Yeah, and you don't get any of that. You barely get any like Jim reaction, which is also a really interesting part. Oh of it. yeah, Jim. Gets you don't all even upset. see him cry at the end, like. Yeah, he doesn't get into the story. He doesn't get upset by the story. Also, I mean, uh, I thought Dolphus Raymond could have been uh, a nice addition to yeah. it. Yeah, um, that was easy to do. But the drunk the guy in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, the drunk. Yeah, the drunk. The drunk. Um, uh, he's a white guy, right? Yes. Dolphus Raymond is a white guy who has a, a black three wife. Three black children. And three a black, black children. Wife. Yeah, 
Um, he's not drunk. He acts drunk. Yeah, he of course he's not drunk. He's drinking a Coke. Um, and uh, I guess the Dolphus Raymond being cut, that makes sense because like, he kind of represents an aspect of the Maycomb society. Like That's like yeah. part of the society study, which is like, that subplot they just like they just kind of like sliced around that throughout the book, which make it, I mean that's a good. They choice. really wanted it to be Bobby Ewell versus Atticus Finch. Right, it's much simpler that way. Um, Hero versus villain, and not that it was a very smart man trying to navigate his conscience in the place of a very complex society. Right. And now, without Jam and Scout commenting on the court cases as it happened, I did find it a little bit boring i mean like it's like i mean uh a little bit less emotional stakes because you're just kind of watching um you're watching mayel yule and the like Robinson. The, even the thing with like when they get do the guilty because in the uh guilt they announced that he's guilty like it was so good writing when scouts like i felt the same feeling when the dog was walking down the street oh yeah and you just see at, and then she says like each guilty felt like a gunshot to me, and it's like that's like so because you can imagine them going like guilty and like her like like ears ringing, shell shock, like you could really feel that. Right, it was described much better. Yeah, it'd be like that would be a good time for like cool some cool camera work. Yeah, uh, or whatever that in the modern in the modern version, it would you probably have like a yeah more of a some more camera go- things going on. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, the uh, yeah the courtroom scene is just not to be for like that. I guess to deliver that great that great speech, um, you know. Let Gregory Peck have his have his big moment, strutting around. Unmitigated temerity. Temerity, unmitigated. Um. Yeah, even like the cross examining of Tom Robinson was pretty mild. Like it it broke Dill in the book how aggressive it was, and in the in the. It was like this could have been even like for like dramatic stuff where it's like to have someone really be screaming at someone would have been more exciting. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Tom Robinson, also like he didn't do very good uh, limp hand. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> he like, looked like he had a normal hand. <laughs> in the book, I was like picturing like, oh, what a, he's gonna kill it. Like I can't wait to see the movie to see him like flopping that hand around. Yeah. Like to like show how useless it is. And really, he just doesn't move it, and he like keeps it very stiff all the time, and it just like it's like what a wasted opportunity to flop that hand around. Yeah, you really got to so take funny. all the opportunities you can to flop your hand. So around. funny. Yeah, just that one little slapstick piece of cat, like, and that too, where like they don't have that in the movie, where like, I guess movies are more, at least especially back then, more careful about consistent tone. Like they can't have those little breaks of like it was really funny in the book when he was like trying to flop his hand on the Bible, and <laughs> they were like. It's fine. It's fine. And he's like, he's like, he's like, no, I got it. And he's like trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's almost sliding a off. And it's like, okay, um, we, could we get it. The we other get it, Tom. You know, <laughs> it's fine. You could use the other hand. He's like, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'm gonna try one more time. And he slaps <laughs> Judge in the face with yeah. it by accident. Some eyes of fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's there's stuff where it's like, um, like Mr. Underwood wasn't around. No worries, fun would. character. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like, I was waiting for that in the uh, posse scene. I was waiting for him to go, chick, chick, I had you covered the whole time there, Finch. Yeah. Uh, but no. But I still think that adds, like, because um, I think they couldn't have the opposing counsel be too evil or too mean because yep. it, they wanted to really make sure you understood Bob, you were bad, Atticus good, and, you, and like, a bunch of people, medium, some more bad than others, like, it, they really wanted to tell a simple version of that story. Very simple. True. Yeah. 
No, but I mean, still fun. I I laughed at some parts, especially Dill in Scout. Um, and it's like, anytime I see a classic, it's definitely like, yep, I checked it off my list. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, movies have gotten better every year since they were invented. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a fact. Sorry. Yeah. So few, like, just the pacing. Like, the sense yeah. of pacing is like, oh, man. It's like, what, I got all day here? It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, if you if you went to the movies then, it's like, yeah, you, well, you pay your nickel. You want to you wanna be there for two yeah, hours at this least. This is your moment of joy for the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make it last. Have an overture. You're talking about how it's like movies used to have these long title sequences. Oh, it's forever. Where they just like pan over all this different stuff. All these people, and then they like sound editor, and it's like just yeah. start the movie. <laughs> it's like no, we're setting a tone. Like, like it's like you're seeing these things that are kind of um, for foreboding about what's gonna be the plot. Like there's the watch and the Boo Radley sculptures and the uh, yeah stuff like that. And they, I feel like the Boo Radley stuff was uneventful. Like. Pretty much. There's like there's a couple scenes. They had the tire scene, uh, and then they kind of hinted at the tree. Yeah. And then he saved them. But by the time, but one they had Robert Duvall. But I didn't know Robert Duvall. Robert was Duvall. Uh, but they made him look insane. Insanely like, hot. <laughs> I mean, he was. <laughs> he was. Uh, he looks like a ghost. He looked like a bleach blonde, uh, kind of like neo-Nazi. Like yeah, like. Brooklyn bar hot guy of like he hasn't seen the sun in years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he's probably on coke. Uh, yeah, he looks coked out. Yeah, he looks good though. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, young rapper Duvall was hot. Duvall, he went bald, and I, I mean, he really changed his look. Yeah, but Duvall kills it. Yeah, I mean, like, very funny. I mean, uh, let's see. So yeah, really, the Boo Radley thing is uh it's just a scary thing in the beginning and they they do get the soap sculptures and the watch but that was uh the soap sculptures were in the title sequence and I, they don't even like really play up them finding them yeah they find them but that's it it's like that's you and me it, yeah. they do find them right at the beginning and then and then pretty quickly uh mr Edley uh cements over the the uh, little hole yeah it was mostly represented by that empty swing they kept shooting like every everything related to Radley is like the swing would move like he had just been sitting on that swing and then <laughs> went inside real quick. There was no fire where uh, Scout gets the jacket from Boo Radley. Although it was a long movie, they left, left a lot out. Like a two-hour yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's revealed uh, Robert Duvall is he's standing they're like in a room with the door open and then they uh then they close the door and <laughs> Duval's behind the door like yeah, he's like like a weirdo <laughs> like it's like okay well, I knew he was aloof I didn't know he was like hiding you know? yeah no it definitely was like oh here's a quiet shy man and then th- with this it's like here's a like a pathologically people averse person yeah very odd yeah um I don't know I think I definitely illustrated just like the strengths of the medium for me, of like each medium, of like yeah, yes. there were some very visceral action moments, um, but then there was stuff where it's like I missed uh, when you take your time to really build these characters up, when they wrap it all up, it really is like it feels more earned. Um, so I guess it, it. I mean, this is not not a novel observation, but it's immediacy versus intimacy of uh, the movies. You get everything you want quickly, and it's exciting and then uh the book you really earn your affection for these characters and your understanding of the town yeah i mean like it was made everything made sense right away in the movie like yeah you're setting it up um in a simple way um and then yeah and of course bob Buell is the is the murderer and he gets killed 
by Boo Radley. And then, uh, yeah, like Scout does have his tender moment, her tender moment with uh, with Boo, and Boo gets to pet Jem's <laughs> head. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was uh, it was a nice way to end, and I uh, I saw the Gregory Peck to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was uh, yeah, Gregory Peck was probably the highlight. Yeah. Um, Frankly, I, I was a little underwhelmed. I I thought I would uh be because we talked about how like oh I could see how this part would be really easy to film and cinematic. I know. And all those parts were the worst parts. I mean, like yeah, the the, the courtroom scene. I guess it makes sense, but I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, I think it was an, it was improved upon in certain scenes, but yeah, you lose a lot of complexity, and uh, you know, not much was done. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it made me like the book better. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's props. Yeah, I think it's it gives props to Harper Lee for setting out something that's complex, and you you want to follow these characters and and the idea of the society being like of the society of Make Home being a character and yeah, like as a, a study of that place and time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is like a, a a hugely ambitious novel that doesn't seem like it. It seems like it's a childhood memoir, and it's no. This is a yeah sociological study of uh, depression era racism. Well structured, um, just like a sw- like a, sw- a Swiss watch of plot. Like yeah. Um, although it looks seems like it's gonna be a folksy yarn, it's like setting it up perfectly. Yeah, it just starts out with the. Uh, when my uh, Jem broke his arm, like we argued about how it happened. <laughs> oh, so good! And then when he breaks his arm, yeah, so good. Um, yeah. No, I uh, I really liked the. Bu- I also was like really impressed with like like that like you said the structure like it all feels like little yarns that are unrelated, and then all of a sudden it builds to this crescendo and like that they do such a good job of like, because it's it it's not a three act like. It builds uh, turning point, turning point, turning point. They go, all right. There's going to be a pretty spicy court case later. Yeah. But hang out for all the the character building. So like, it's a, such a good move of like, hey, some dramatic stuff will happen later. But it's uh, coming. <laughs> it's coming. Right. And then you, it's a red herring of a climax. Right? Yes. And you the great the climax with uh with with Yule and Boo Radley, and it finally all comes back. And the whole time I was like, where is when is Boo Radley coming back? We had a lot of Boo Radley stuff yeah, in the you beginning. Can, and I, I didn't say anything. You Very were complaining nice. the whole time. You're Very like, nice. What is this Boo Radley? I spent so much time on him. <laughs> Boo. Boo who, I said. Yes. Boo Radley. Boo Radley. Come hang out with us. <laughs> 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 you don't want to hang out with us? Boo. What's the matter, Boo? Come on. Well, what else do you got? Do you have any other, any other um, main points we have to hit about the movie there, Kev? Uh no, I think uh, I think it works okay as a movie. Um, and I wonder if I had not read the book first, how I would see it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it just reminds me of like it. Uh, this sounds so, um, you know, not educated. But like it's like it's like it's a Wonderful Life or a similar movie where it's like, yes, it's very simple and uh, straightforward, and there's no surprises. And mm-hmm. I guess if I didn't know the story, it'd be kind of interesting. And Gregory Peck does uh, have a command performance. Um, but you know, it's not as it's not very exciting. Yeah, they also didn't like. I wish they had like some of the snappy dialogue of "It's a Wonderful Life." That would have been really fun if like they let the writers write their own. Just like, oh, if you're gonna change the story enough, like, yeah, let let people yeah. be a little bit more interesting. Yeah, it was it was um pretty a pretty loyal adaptation as far and as definitely the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, my God, right. Uh, so I don't know. I uh, 
You don't have to watch it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Listeners, you don't yeah. have to watch it. <laughs> I would like like look up YouTube highlights of the courtroom scene and stuff like that. Like uh, that's why I was I did that um, to get the theme song made. I made a theme song. Um, yeah, there's like the credits. <laughs> there's like yeah. the behind the scenes. I made, I made <laughs> he, he's a very song. good sound editor. If you ever need any, I pulled help. YouTube off. I pulled some YouTube stuff together. I'm kind of curious about what the play is. I know that would be a cooler episode probably if we went and see the play, but yeah, uh, Venmo us three hundred dollars and we'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, that's uh, we don't have a Patreon, but that would be a Patreon tier. <laughs> that would be dope. Yeah, um, yeah, and if we ever see the see the uh, play, we'll go. We'll put an episode up. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, should we? We shouldn't even mention the play. But like Sorkin, I mean Sorkin clearly loves this. this yeah, stuff. Atticus like, is a, yeah. We talked about it the whole time. It's yeah. a very Sorkin character. Yeah, so. That would be interesting to yeah. see. Um, all right, well, let's do it. Let's say uh, thank you for thank you for listening to the season. If I, I mean, this is a great book. I'm happy to have discussed it. It's like um, classic uh, so- societal critique novel. Yeah, it and I always go back and forth where it is not on the like she's in the right. Yeah, <laughs> so it's hard to be complex about issues like this. Yes, but she did a good job of making it human, like. Oh, there is there is a right and wrong here. Like I'm making a strong stance, but everyone involved is a human being, and that's a that's a that's a type of nuanced thinking that is very that uh, fiction can achieve often more, especially more than tweets can. But yeah, the <laughs> empathy, empathy about racists is is uh, is amazing. Yes, that's that's incredible. That's what novels are for for creating empathy. Yes, to see the whole how the whole system and like why people do what they do and how much their perception of what others perceive of them it's it's all very complex and it was uh i'm i'm happy that you got to read it for the first time and it was I exciting know. to watch that happen it was it was an it was quite the experience to uh go through it for the first time and uh, be analyzing it. it reminded me of being in school in the best ways yeah you know where it's like wow i can't wait to bring i can't wait to see what they think of this i can't wait to see what kevin thinks of this what's, go, what's going on here you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. what's up with this no it was nice and uh thank you for reading with me buddy no problem thank you for reading with me Alright, we got uh we still have to figure out what's next. But yeah. So let us know, uh yeah, let us know if you think of anything. Uh okay Gatsby Pod at gmail.com. gmail.com. Um I'm a hot heart net on Instagram, so let us let us know if you liked it, if you didn't like it, give us a rate, review, subscribe. Let us know what you want us to read next. Yeah. We're thinking maybe short stories, we could do a no- novel we're in yeah, we'll we'll keep some stuff coming for you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh have a good Time. <laughs> Have a good summer. That's a wrap on season three. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.